Hey listeners, before we get started with today's episodes, I want to give you a heads up that some of the content might not be appropriate for all audiences. There are mentions of force feeding and potential suicide. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who led extraordinary lives of resistance. Whether fighting tyranny, oppression, sexism, racism, or reproductive control, these women created paths for change. Today, we're talking about an English suffragist. Her civil disobedience got her arrested, but she never was deterred. Let's talk about Emily Davison. Emily Davison was born in southeast London on October 11, 1872. There weren't many opportunities for young women in academia at the time, but Emily was incredibly bright. She didn't let money or society stand in the way of her education. She earned a scholarship to study at Royal Holloway College, but had to leave school when her father died. She then worked as a teacher to save up enough money to finish her studies. When Emily finally re-enrolled at St. Hugh's Hall at Oxford in 1895, she wasn't able to officially graduate. Oxford wouldn't allow women to receive degrees until 1920. This exclusion that Emily faced in academia inspired her to get involved in women's suffrage. In 1906, Emily joined the Women's Social and Political Union, or WSPU. The WSPU campaigned for women's suffrage in the United Kingdom from 1903 to 1918. It was founded by suffragist Emmeline Pankhurst and her two daughters, Christabel and Sylvia, who we've talked about on this show. The organization made a name for itself through civil disobedience and direct action. Three years after joining, Emily quit teaching for good and committed herself to the suffrage movement. Emily was fearless. She threw stones and committed arson. Sylvia Pankhurst described her as one of the most daring and reckless of the militants. This recklessness got Emily arrested several times. While in prison, Emily and other suffragists would often go on hunger strikes. Sometimes this led to early release. In 1909, Emily threw stones at Chancellor David Lloyd George's car. She wrapped each stone in a piece of paper containing her favorite slogan, Rebellion Against Tyrants is Obedience to God. This got her arrested again. While in prison, Emily once again went on a hunger strike. This time, however, she was brutally force-fed by the prison guards. Emily later called this practice barbaric and said the experience will haunt me with its horror all my life. To avoid being force-fed, Emily barricaded herself in her cell. The prison guards responded by flooding the cell with cold water. Upon her release, Emily sued the prison for mistreatment and was awarded 40 shillings in damages. That experience in prison did not stop Emily's fight for suffrage. In 1912, she was arrested again for setting fire to mailboxes. Once again, she started a hunger strike and was force-fed. In protest of the force-feeding, Emily threw herself from a balcony. In total, Emily was arrested nine times and force-fed almost 50 times. Emily's rebellion came to a head on June 4, 1913 at the Epsom Derby. Thousands of people assembled to watch the race. 
King George's horse was in the lineup that day. With a violet, white, and green suffragette flag in hand, Emily pushed her way through the crowd onto the racetrack. As the king's horse came around the final turn, it collided with Emily. The jockey, Herbert Jones, was thrown from his saddle and suffered a broken rib and concussion. The horse fell, got back up, and finished the race alone. Emily's injuries were fatal. She was rushed to the hospital and died four days later. Emily's actions at the Epsom Derby were polarizing. Most media coverage in the days after the accident focused on the jockey, Herbert Jones, rather than Emily. In the end, her actions that day did not raise awareness of the suffragist cause. Instead, it pushed some supporters away from the movement. While some historians today believe she intended to kill herself in the name of suffrage, others think the act was an accident. The WSPU organized Emily's funeral, and thousands attended. Her headstone reads, Deeds, not words, the WSPU motto. In 1918, women over the age of 30 in Britain were given the right to vote. In 1928, 15 years after Emily's death, Parliament passed the Equal Franchise Act, giving women over the age of 21 the right to vote. All month, we're highlighting resistors. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.